Hello and welcome back to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees. Uh, thank you for joining me again. We took a short break and we're back. Uh, I'm feeling okay. Yesterday I tried to do another episode and it went berserk and I just uh, fell a little bit ill. So today I'm going to complete the, the chapter on feminism. Thank you so very much uh, for joining me. We got a great podcast ahead. We're going to talk about feminism and 72 virgins, my friend. Yes, the one and only 72 virgins. Yep. So let's go straight to it. So we've all heard this rhetoric before and wondered, you can't be serious. Now, as Christians, having the Virgin Mary in your scriptures is embarrassing enough and bad. So just when you think it cannot get worse, you find another pontificating supremacist ideological group branding 72 virgins as perfect spiritual intelligence. To think that at some point, maybe 12,000 years ago, all these people shared the same ancestors. Heavens help us all, as the saying goes. So what is this historical context? So the Arab word used is hur, H-U-R, which is puerile. The female version of this is havra, H-A-W-R-A with an accent, or huria, or male is havar, A-H-W-A-R. I apologize for my pronunciation. So the word hur is mentioned several times in the Quran and hadith, uh, in different contexts, all relating to virgins, maiden, and their attributes. Thus, one gets virgins with voluptuous breast, full breast, untouched by hymen, eternal, 60 cubits tall, 7 cubits width, beautiful, pure, appetizing vaginas, among other ridiculous gibberish. The actual number 72 is not mentioned in the Quran, but mentioned in the commentary of the Tafsir of Ibn Kathir or a Sahih Hadith from Ibn Majah and Sahih Bukhari, Volume 4, Book 55, Hadith 554. They are some weak and some Sahih Hadith, meaning strong chain of narrators up to the up to the Prophet Muhammad, signifying that this was used or narrated by the Prophet himself. Mixed with verses in the Quran like uh, Surah 56, 35 to 38, Surah 78 to 30, uh, verse 33. Um, for 14 centuries, Islamic theologians and so-called scholars have interpreted this as virgins. However, modern Muslims blame this on the West, the Western bias, hate speech, Islamophobia, kufr Islamophobia, white supremacy to camouflage their own transgressions. In reality, 99% of women uh, Muslims have no understanding of Islam at all. They, they are played like musical chairs to run an agenda. So to come back to one of the most important mentions of the word Hur in the Quran 52 to 20, the English translation is reclining on thrones set in lines um, and we shall join them to pure, beautiful ones. And the word here for pure is translated from the word hur. So from this word, amalgamated with countless others and hadith Islamic scholars and interpreters for generations, one comes up with virgins, 72 virgins, maidens, and so forth. Again, if you do not know the context of the, re of the region and the science, it is not worth wasting your time. Uh, what is important to realize is that this is a patriarchal society. Very often patriarchal rhetoric will be used, but to denote other both genders. Um, 
something which we do today also. X, when I leave work, I say to my co-workers, bye guys. I don't mean only the men, I mean men and women. Uh, thus, when we say mankind, we don't mean man, but man and women. Unless you choose to sell cannabis and display your intellect as people kind. Beep, beep, beep. <clears throat> Uh, similarly, in ancient Semitic languages, the same equation was used. The English language also had the same masculine and feminine and neutral genders at one point. For those who don't know, they slowly changed the language to make it a gender-neutral language. If this division of the human psychic is trauma and that caused the divide and rule in the first place, among almost 12,000 years ago, this was the re reason British were so effective in stopping slavery. Um, similarly, the Arabs were, were talking about purity in the plural sense. Another custom from the Hebrews who institutionalized purity for the pandemic zone of the Levant and converted it into ritual spirituality. Um, uh, so the word hur in this verse means the whiteness of the eye. Uh, it's, it's pure, but pure as in whiteness on the eye, of the eye. The, this verse is supposed to tell you to be pure in this life and you will get purity in heaven. In reality, they wanted people to be pure on the earth by washing their hands to be, the void, to be void of physical impurities, only to avoid illness in a geographical location of the Levant, given its geology and seismic qualities. Since they could not use the actual word for illness, and the white part and the white part of your eye is purely devoid of impurities, they use spirituality and values to portray this concept. Okay, so they can use the word. Remember, they cannot use the word illness or or, or sores. So they have to use other words to camouflage, alternate words to camouflage. With regards to the translation of, the, of wives or young women into concept of virgins, the paragraph at the start of this chapter, which I explained before, explains the ignorance behind the concept of virgins started by desert nomads long before Islam for social class, but used by Abrahamic religions as the concept of modesty and piousness. For the icing on the cake, the number 72, as mentioned, the number 72 itself is not mentioned in the Quran, but it's mentioned in the Hadith, which is literally take, which is taken literally and of divine inspiration from the Prophet himself. Um, so where does the number come from? Okay, they could have used any number, but we got 72 of all the numbers out there. Does this number have anything special? Did Allah text it from the heavens or send a fax or by making a camel fly or donkey? Wait, I know, a flying burak. Okay, okay, here it comes. So remember, uh, we talked about the procession cycles of the planet. Okay, we talked about this processions of the equinox. Well, the astronomy behind 72 has nothing to do with horrors or virgins. The Earth revolves on the axis like a top. The orbital cycles take 25,920 years to make a full circle of 360 degrees. Divide 25,920 by 360 and you get 72. So it takes you one, 
for one degree for the Earth to move, it takes you 72 years because we are the cosmos. Our metaphysical is the cosmos. We, our mentality, our currents, our energy field, the huge energy field that we are part of also takes you 72 years to change your mentality one degree. Get, get a load of that. I think I've, I've, I've said it many times before because we are metaphysical. At the end of the cycle, sorry, I'm just going to go back. We are cycle upon cycle upon cycle within our human uh, physical body. Uh, but we are, we are the cosmos. So the, the, the bigger cycle that we are part of is, is the precession cycle of the, of the equinox uh, of the planet. It's called the precession of the equinox. And that is 72 years from one degree. We are mentalities. When we say change your mentality, what, we, what would happen is we take 72 years to do it for one degree. At the end of the cycle, we have what is known as a cataclysm, just like the last one which occurred at the end of the last ice age. The cataclysm are now completed. Um, the cataclysms are now accompanied by electromagnetic eclipses, volcanoes, and gigantic tsunamis, a major disaster. As the flora and fauna and its multitude of species of this planet at its source are electromagnetic currents and waves. If we do not know this phenomenon, we run the risk of disappearing and becoming extinct. The man behind the title, Muhammad, probably would have known the signs because he was a nomad. Uh, he would have wanted to give it to the Meccans who were fighting. They left out the signs, distorted the parable, put a divine label on it, called it the divine intervention, and so much for our 72 virgins. All the ancient civilizations knew this, the Egyptians knew this, the Vedic civilization knew this, we knew this on the Indian subcontinent, uh, the Phoenicians knew it, the, the, the Berber knew it, uh, the Romans would have known it, the Buddhists knew it, the Mayans knew it, the Incas knew it, uh, but our favorite Abrahamic uh, friends and uh, you know pontificating tribes had no idea what this is. So they made it into 72 virgins. And you know why? Uh, 82 million refugees on this planet belong to Abraham, 90% of which. So let me make it very clear, however, the man behind the title, Muhammad, uh, in my opinion, has nothing to do with Islam. Okay, He had more intelligence on the tip of his little finger than most of 1,400 years of Islamic slaves put together. He was a member of a nomadic matriarchal tribe. And uh, to, to me, uh, my interpretation of his life, using my... Um, history that I uncovered, uh, and I will go to it in another chapter in a couple of episodes. To him, all species and all life mattered, not just one single species, gender or color. And that is why he never asked people to submit and he was never part of Islam. That's why his name is not in the Quran. There's no word Muhammad in the Quran and Muhammad is only a title. Um, but that's what it is, and that's where 72 virgins come from. It's, it's a number coming from the uh, procession of the equinox that were known by the Arabic tribes before, um, and it was converted into a parable, and thus we get 72 virgins in Islamic sources, some of which part of it is in the Quran, part of which is in the Hadith. 
to talk about uh, covering of your head and the hijab and niqab and all of this that we tell people that, uh, you know, theologians tell people that they have to do. Uh, let's go to some, we're, we're just going to talk about trauma, okay? We are cyclic, we all go to cycles in life and we will go to, to we will be at the bottom of the cycle every given moment, every day, every by, uh bi-weekly cycle every cycle there is a bottom of the cycle we have to go through it every single species is the same everything on the planet is the same and when we go to the depths of the cycle it's because we go to trauma okay um now we all go to different types of trauma starting with childhood very often it's inherited so it's generational trauma this typically continues with some added trauma in our childhood when we go through trauma there is a constant feeling of darkness and sh and sinking all you want to do is latch onto something for support to fill a void a dark hole this can be anything from drugs shopping alcohol uh, extreme makeovers makeup sport extreme hobbies rape sex pedophilia, theft, violence and yes religion is also used all of these fill-in products are bad, including religion. In um, While there are programs for all the above and have legal limits for all, religion is the only fill-in drug that is legitimate and legal. It is promoted and used as a legitimate tool to promote everything under the sun, but it's a drug and very bad drug. Um, the hereditary drug adds to your hereditary trauma and compounds all the negativity. It gives you a false sense of relief protected by some heavenly God that you have never seen. The problem is that no God on the outside can heal you. It's a serious falsehood. The reason being that the problem is on the inside. It is your currents that form the waves. Unless you offload your negativity and make your peace with your journey, unlock the chains of the past and disengage, you will eventually sink deeper into a hole. However, no theologian will tell you this. Okay? On the contrary, they will give you all the tools to keep you on the plantation and in your trauma. One of these tools is the whale, for which women have always had to pay a price for everyone else's trauma. In Islam, this whale is called the hijab, the burqa, or the niqab. They tell you it's modesty prescribed by God, which will guarantee you a release and eternal healing from all types of trauma and evil. Um, in reality, what they really want from you is to stay on the plantation where they control your mind, votes, and their micro and macro economics around you. It is about being dependent on a bunch of male chauvinist men for power and money. Once they are in your head, it will make you generations, take you generations to get out. Uh, you are their slave. Basically, the signal you are giving by latching onto their whale is that you're traumatized and you are at the bottom of the barrel. You can be a doctor, a lawyer, a prime minister, a teacher, a nurse, an Olympic gold medalist, or a simple housewife. The bottom line is that you are undergoing serious trauma and your whale is only giving it away. It is like a billboard. It has nothing, and I repeat, nothing to do with modesty. It is designed to keep you on a plantation, they feed your generational trauma and securities and insecurities. It brainwashes you to believe that you need to be modest to go to heaven and pressurizes all of society around you to surround you with fear, negativity, until you succumb to their slavery, after which 
you will be guaranteed eternal freedom in heaven. Until they then put you on a diet of eternal guilt, until then they put you on a diet of eternal guilt, like a never-ending treadmill, screech, preach victimhood, phobia, until you get so tired of them, you put it on and say, okay, oh, it's by our own free will, but it's trauma. So you see how the whale works for whichever group it's ridiculous. It is, uh, it is fear. It is uh, pressure. It is victimhood. It is uh, violence on the inside. You're 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 chastised. You're degraded. And then after, when you really put it on because you're tired, they say, "See, it's of our own free will." No, it's not. Every single one who's put it on is traumatized, and you're the bottom of the ladder. And when you're traumatized, you will attract trauma. You will attack other people who are just the same as you. And then they use you and they use you and use you and then say, oh, well, no, see, she put on, it put it on by own free will. So that's the story behind the, the whale. Now, to end this chapter, I would like to say that all religions say that they are the ones who give women's rights. This is the biggest lie ever. Society was matriarchal prior to these formations. It was the women who had rights, uh, not men. It was the men who took it away. Albeit the women had got so powerful, they abused the power, which led them to f into a free fall. It does not change that religions did not give women anything, especially not Islam, who talks about democracy and feminism. These religions basically began mostly to get away from the matriarchal power and form their own new system of governance in concurrence to the women. So um, patriarchal religions of Abraham were in, in um, a fallout of the abuse of the matriarchal civilization. Okay? Uh, these women became these movements became geopolitical groups, clans, kingdoms, empires, and then religions. So while Islam states that their ideology was the first to give women inheritance rights, let's just say that the Bedouin were nomadic people. They did not have any land where they lived on permanently, okay? Even after Islam started. So they, the question of property rights never came into question for them. What property are they talking about? They, they were nomadic people. They had, they had tents and herds of sheep and cattle. Um, it was the Hebrews who lived in Jerusalem and the Christians who lived in urban centers who had laws as they had property and land. It was the Arabs who allied with the Hebrews, intermarried and later took on their laws and rhetoric. So the Islamic inheritance of property is redundant and a myth to camouflage their colonization. Uh, for a whole planet full of gullible people, it seems like a fine wine, though. That is why calling everything before Islam is zalilia, so you don't go and find your ancestors and the answers that go along with it. So much for God and his ignorant matriarchal and patriarchal feudalism, feudal empires. So, my friends, as you know, I am against this feminism concept because you understand the whole train of events. You have to understand the matriarchal civilization, the transition, the hybrids that were formed, uh, the trauma and the patriarchy that came out of it. So both of which is wrong. It's like a pendulum. It swings to both sides. Do you want it to keep swinging? No. You want a middle ground. You want something that's in between. No religion gives you anything in between. The only thing that knows gives you how to balance is the science of the metaphysical. Once you understand that that 
that balance, that, that yagna, and the shakti that comes from inside to, to balance your field, to, to find that inner power without any labels, without any guard, just pure metaphysical currents and waves, you're free. But that comes from knowledge, and you need knowledge. Like Guru Nanak gave us knowledge of the metaphysical. It's important to understand that knowledge, and with that knowledge you'll be free, and you'll rise above the status quo and gain your real independence, like Guru Nanak gave us uh, 500 odd years ago. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Uh, this has been a pleasure uh, bringing the podcast to you. I have a small balance of this that's left, uh, and we'll talk about it with the next chapter, but I hope you had a great time. Take notes, read, listen to it again, and if you want, uh, yes, please talk about this to, to five people, five of your friends, family members, anyone. Have that conversation. Uh, ask them to spread the news. Ask them to have conversations with others about this feminism, this whole concept, uh, 72 virgins, hijabs, pardas, um, female uh, f mutilization, genital mutilization. Uh, send emails to your re elected representatives. Have a, a discussion with them on your, on your with your uh, schools, your college, your universities, platforms. And like I said, speak to your elected representatives. They have to bring this out in the public sphere to have that conversation. The best way to get it out is to tell them that you need, this is what you think, this is what you, the conversation you want to have, and they have to have it for you. They are your elected representatives. Find their emails and and email them. So thank you so much for your time. You have yourself a great day. Cheers and stay safe, fellows.